the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hi, it's Hugh Hewitt. Welcome to the interview with Hugh Hewitt, sponsored by AndrewandTodd.com. Andrew and Todd are with Sierra Pacific Mortgage. They help you with all your real estate lending needs. If you're refinancing your home, if you're buying a new home, if you're a senior who wants a reverse mortgage, if you're a veteran who doesn't want to put any money down, whatever it is, if you're in the private real estate market for yourself, and maybe you want an investment property, try AndrewandTodd.com or call 888 Now on to the interview with Hugh Hewitt. Welcome back, America. I'm Hugh Hewitt. As you know, on September 14th, the people of California are going to vote on whether or not to recall Gavin Newsom as their governor. A second question will be who will replace Gavin Newsom. Uh, Kevin Faulkner is one of those who put their name forward, former mayor of San Diego. He's been on the show before. Good morning, Kevin. How are you? You, I'm doing great. It's great to be back with you. Thank you. Thank you. I got to do my mandatory disclosures, Kevin, at the beginning. I, I know a lot of these candidates. Uh, Kevin has been on the show before. Larry Elder has been my friend for years. Uh, uh, John Cox has been on the show before. Doug Osi has been on the show before. I don't know Kevin Kylan. I don't know uh, Caitlyn Jenner. They will all be invited on the same number of times. And at our August 4 debate at the Nixon Library, uh, I'm going to be moderating. I will be fair to all of them. Uh, joining me as uh, panelists will be Christine Devine and Alex Michelson from Channel 11. Fox News 11 will be broadcasting the 90 Minutes Live. And Ambassador Robert O'Brien. The four of us will ask all of those six candidates questions. Caitlyn Jenner has said uh, they wish to be there. She's in Australia right now, so I don't know if she's going to be there. The others have accepted Cox, Elder Faulkner, Kylie, and Osi. So come August 4th, everyone can count on a fair debate. I've always been fair, Kevin, right? I'm fair. I've been looking forward to it. You absolutely good, good, good. From six thirty to eight p.m. and I, 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 no one knows this yet, but Channel Eleven and I have been negotiating all weeks, and I have not worked with Christine Devine and Alex Michelson before. But I think Alex is probably the second most respected political pundit in California after me. Have you done interviews with him yet, Kevin? <laughs> he's, a, he's a close second, Hugh. But yeah, I, you know, I've had the opportunity to uh, be on his show several times, and. You know, they give folks like me the opportunity to talk about not only just recall, but obviously what we want to do to turn this great state around. So I think, Hugh, there is a lot of energy. There is a lot of momentum out here in California right now. And look, I'm looking forward to obviously talking about the experience that I did as mayor of San Diego as a you know proud Republican who got elected in a deep blue city in the deep blue state who actually you know, got the results of like reducing homelessness, not defunding the police, all things that I think Californians are ready for and why they're tired of Gavin Newsom. Oh, by the way, I believe Newsom is in real trouble. I don't believe any of these polls, and I'll come back to that in a second. I just want to know one thing from each of the candidates. Uh, you each get 75 seconds at the debate on August 4th to answer any question asked by the four panelists. Can you answer in 75 seconds, Kevin, anything that's asked? I think I can, you absolutely. I've got a hell of a big bell. Wait till you see the bell. I've done this before with presidential candidates. And when anyone hits that, the other rule, so to reassure you, though, Christine, Alex, Ambassador O'Brien, and I ha- cannot ask a question longer than 30 seconds. 
And as I was negotiating with Channel 11, I said, the one, I got a rule set, obviously, we're hosting the thing. No raise your hand questions. I hate them. So do you hate them too? They're, they just don't allow people to, to answer a yeah, question. I, I, I think you're on to something. Absolutely. You want, you want folks to actually talk about the issues. And I, I, and I'm going to, you know, obviously I agree with you on Newsom's in trouble. Um, and I see it too as I travel the state. It's people from all walks of life. It's all different backgrounds, um, you know, all political views. They're angry, Hugh. They're frustrated. You know, the fact that our public schools are still not open here in California, the fact that, you know, our state is too expensive. And, you know, as I've gone out talking about, I've proposed, as you know, the largest middle class tax cut in California history. And I think that's why we're getting so much traction and momentum, because what we get from Newsom is a bunch of rhetoric uh, and, and empty promises. And so this recall, it's really a referendum on Gavin Newsom's failures. And people want some new leadership, and I'm looking forward to it. I 100% agree with you. I, I, I got to ask you about his French laundry problem, because um, he, he gave his this guidance and he made his promise that he would keep to it. And you make promises. You have to live up to promise. Yeah, I'm going to see you on August 4th. By the way, are you coming to the second debate? It's the 24th, the 25th, or the 26th. Can I lock you down for that one, too? I am. We have it on the calendar. Okay, both of them. So I got your promise. You can't break promises. He broke the promise to the French Laundry. Will that be an issue? <laughs> well, it, well, well, of course, because it's the hypocrisy. And right in the midst of he was telling Californians, you know, lockdown, you can't go indoors. And, and then, you know, what do we find out? He did the exact opposite. And so what we're seeing is how out of touch that he truly is. And again, that's why you had so many Californians that signed this recall petition, 2 million Californians. So, yeah, when, when he goes out and says one thing and does another like the French Laundry, boy, that makes folks really angry. Now, I, I got to go back to the polls because I think the L.A. Times is not to be believed on this stuff. And I don't believe that the various polling companies out there have any clue. Dan Balls ran a story yesterday in The Washington Post that the polling or two days ago, the polling in 2020 was historically off in the presidential and the state polls were worse. I don't believe anything. You can't use them. They're nonsense. People should not believe them. And do you approach? I just I don't even know if you have private polling. I wouldn't believe anything because there's no turnout model. The people who are angry are all coming out. And I don't know that yeah. Gavin has any defenders who are not in the teachers union. Well, you hit the nail on the head. It's all about enthusiasm. Right. And and the enthusiasm, I can tell you, is clearly on the yes side of this issue. Uh, those folks are going to go out and vote. And I, and so I, I agree with you when you look at some of them, when they're, you know, some of these polls that you've seen are just polling, you know, all adults, et cetera, not a recall turnout model. And so look, when, when they see what he can, even, even now where he's you know, going around the state, it just came out out here in California that he actually cut wildfire funding, you know, last year, the fact that people are seeing skyrocketing homelessness, uh, crime is at a 13-year high in California. It's not working. And, you know, if you think things are going on the right track, boy, then go ahead and stick with Gavin Newsom. But if you want to change, you know, that's what, you know, Kevin Faulkner is all about, obviously, in my campaign. And, 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 and there is an enthusiasm that is off the charts for reform in California. Now, I, I do not put questions into other people's mouths. Ambassador O'Brien will have his own questions. Christine Devine will have hers. Alex will have mine. But my big issue set, I believe this election turns on four things. Number one, schools. Number two, homelessness. 
number three, taxes, and number four, crime. I put crime at four because some people can insulate themselves from crime, but no one can insulate themselves from failing schools that are shuttered, and when they're open, they're not doing so good. No one can insulate themselves from homelessness, and everybody knows the tax. I left the state because of the taxes. I only come back enough to make sure you can't tax me to run the Nixon Library. Do you agree with my issue set in that order? All of those are the ones that I'm talking about. And and taxes and affordability, absolutely. People are voting with their feet. They're leaving our, our great state because of, it's too expensive. And you, you name the state that they're going to, and we have a governor that doesn't seem to think that there's a problem. And, and I think another huge one, uh, and we're seeing it, is the issue of homelessness, that it's absolutely exploding in California. Driving through Los Angeles just a couple of days ago, uh, tent encampments on every freeway overpass and underpass. As you and I talked about last time, I did not allow tent encampments in San Diego as mayor. I took a very firm yet compassionate approach, and we made a huge difference. We were the only big city in California where we actually reduced it. And so what we have is a governor who's worried about being politically correct and not about taking action. And so that pendulum that has swung so far to the left out in California is swinging back. And again, I think that people are ready for a change and they're ready for somebody who's actually has a proven track record of standing up, you know, doing the right thing rather than what Newsom does. He always wants to try to please the far left politically correct crowd. Now, I, I do believe he's going to be recalled. And so let's go to the second question. It's an Ali Ali in free. And there are going to be 50 names or something like that. And the six that I've invited, again, uh, Caitlyn Jenner uh, wants to be there, says not going to be there at this point. Team Jenner says filming. I'm hoping that changes. She can't miss the first debate. I really don't think you can miss the first debate. It might be the only, the only two debates I think are going to be scheduled at the Nixon Library with Fox Channel 11. My question is about your colleagues who are running against you. I, I hope it's not a slugfest. I don't control that. Are you glad that Larry Elder was ordered onto the ballot by uh, the, the judge? Oh, absolutely. We, and I think why we're seeing so many candidates is because of this anger and frustration. Uh, it, it absolutely speaks to that. And, and so we want folks to have their opportunity to put their hat and their name in the ring. And again, it's, it's all about you know, how Gavin Newsom has failed. And now we have the opportunity you know, right now, this year, in the next month and a half, to let Californians know that they have a choice and it's time to, time to take the state back. So how are you going to distinguish yourself from the other candidates. Obviously, Caitlyn Jenner is a reality TV star like Donald Trump and brings along a lot of star power. But you were in San Diego for all years as mayor. Larry Elder has been on the radio almost as long as I have. Kevin Kiley played a big role. Doug Osey used to be a, a pretty important person. John Cox was the nominee of the party. How are you going to distinguish for the voters who move down to question two and say, I'm your I'm your candidate, not those other candidates? Yeah, no, it's all about, you know, experience, uh, solutions and results. And I was proud of my record as mayor of San Diego. And one of the reasons why I challenged Newsom to a debate, uh, we haven't heard from him. Uh, but look, you know, I've been on the ballot uh, several times. Again, a proud Republican who has won uh, in a deep blue city. And we win by talking about common sense and about standing up for what's right. I mean, I was thinking back to you know, we were talking about crime. Now, this past summer, Hugh, I had hundreds of protesters out in front of my house yelling at me and my family, you know, every name of the book for about 10 nights in a row, screaming defund the police, et cetera. 
I did not defund the police. I actually increased the budget by 7% and got that through a majority Democrat city council. So that's the type of tenacity that I think I will bring to this. That's the experience that I have. Uh, and then again, say no to the political correct crowd and the woke crowd saying yes to the reforms that we need. And I'm ready to go. And I think Californians are ready to go. And and uh, I have to add one more note. Uh, of course, I'm promoting the hell out of August 4. But Gavin Newsom was invited. And if he comes, he will face the same four panelists for 90 minutes, just like the replacement candidates uh, from 5 o'clock to 630. If Gavin comes and that will be carried live, we'll, we'll make sure all the press will be there. And I hope the governor accepts it'll be fair. It won't be up one against six. He won't be on the stage with you six, but he'll get his own. He has thus far not accepted. So I don't know if he's going to come. Uh, let me go on to the second thing about homelessness. Mayor Faulkner, um, Judge David Carter, who's a friend of mine, has issued an order taking away homeless control from the county of Los Angeles and the city of Los Angeles, both of whom have appealed that order to the Ninth Circuit. He has found evidence of past intentional discrimination based on race and gender, as well as continuing neglect with a discriminatory impact and wants to take control of that money. What do you make of that judge's action? And should the Ninth Circuit reverse it? Or do you think it's so dysfunctional in L.A. he ought to be allowed to do what he's ordered done? Well, I think he used the right word. It's action. And that's what Judge Carter has been all about in Los Angeles. And what we have seen is an absolute abject failure and a city that has thrown literally billions of dollars at it. And the problem has gotten worse. It has actually increased by double digits. I feel very strongly about this and very passionately as well. And you can throw all the money at the world at the homeless issue. But if you do not have the political will to make a difference out on the streets, you are not going to change the status quo. That's why I did not allow the shelters. That's why Excuse me, that's why I did not allow the tent encampments. I set up a series of shelters, and I've made a deal with the community. I said it's going to be cleaner and safer with this shelter than before it was there. And I felt so strongly about that that I created a new division within the San Diego Police Department whose sole focus was on homelessness and quality of life. We had standards, we had consequences, and we took action in San Diego. That is what's missing from Gavin Newsom in California. Uh, next, I want to ask you about the taxes. Uh, as you know, home prices are escalating everywhere. I explained to the audience, you're probably too young to remember Prop 13, Kevin Falconer, but I do. Property taxes were out of control because of home prices. And now when people sell their house, they've changed Prop 13. The Democrats screwed everyone who banked on it uh, to give their house to their kids, et cetera. But they're going up again. And there aren't any houses because of local nimbyism. What do you do about the housing crisis in California, apart from the taxes? Uh, we need to construct more of it. Uh, it's, it's an absolute supply and demand issue. And what we see is rhetoric from folks like Newsom and the legislature, but don't take any action to actually remove the barriers that is creating what we're seeing in California. You know, CEQA, you know, California Environmental Quality Act, is absolutely used as a weapon to stop housing projects that should be being constructed especially where we want it, which is along our transit corridors. That's the type of smart growth that you want. And so you have to have a governor that says we absolutely need to construct this housing. You need to promote it. You need to take away, as I said, the how long it takes to get things done in our state. And again, that's one of the, the, the key actions that we took in San Diego. I did a citywide environmental impact report. 
We call it a complete community to allow folks to come and get a permit over the counter, not have to do all the back and forth for months and months in the city council. And if we do not have that type of reform, it's not going to change. And you're going to see what you exactly outlined, which is housing prices continue to soar because we are not meeting the supply. You know, Kevin Faulkner, the the California dream, when people come to the Nixon Library, and I hope you have the chance to do it, you may have already done this. If you get there early, I'll arrange for it. I like to take people into President Nixon's birthplace up to the little attic where he lived with his three brothers in a 900 square foot house. And and, and it's exactly as it was. The furniture is still there, all that sort of stuff. Mark Zuckerberg's been in that house. Justice Gorsuch has been in that house. Mike Pompeo. They all marvel at how Nixon came from nothing. And it was possible in the California of the, of the turn of the century to go from nothing, go to high school in Whittier, go to Whittier College. He, he couldn't afford Harvard. He got in. And to go to the Navy and come back and practice law and then become a congressman, then become a senator, then become the vice president and the president. That was the California dream. And people are amazed by it. Is that gone? Is that dead? It's not dead. With the right leadership, it's, it's absolutely still alive. And that's why so many Californians signed this recall petition, love our state, raising our families here, like myself and my two kids. Our middle class needs help. And that is really the focus of the relief and the tax relief that we've been talking about. Because if we don't provide that, we're going to see people continue to flee to other states. And you name the state, Texas, Florida. I mean, we can go down the list, Tennessee. I'm in um, Virginia. Yep, Virginia. And, and what we have here is we have Gavin Newsom going around giving a you know, around $600 stimulus checks, uh, thinking that that's, that's going to help. You know, it's too little, too late. Californians need lasting tax relief. And, and when we do that, and people know that they get to keep more of their hard-earned money in their pockets, they know that they will have a governor that's actually going to support making California more affordable, veto all of the stuff that has come out of this legislature. I know how to use a veto pen. I did it as mayor. And so I think that that's, again, why, why there's a real sense of urgency uh, is that folks are ready. That's why they signed this recall. And, and I think, you know, back to our earlier point, there are so many folks that are passionate about this, who love our state, who love the California dream, who remember how they were coming up. And they want that same opportunity for their kids. And that's what this election is going to be all about. Okay, two more questions, Mayor Falconer, because I know your staff is probably going to get ready to explode. Even though it's six o'clock in the morning out there, I, I know you're busy and you're campaigning endlessly. Uh, my first question is biography. People want to know who you are. And I, I, I'll, I will ask this question of all of the candidates, Cox, Elder, Falconer, Kylie, O.C., Jenner. Who are you? Where did you come from? What are your mom and dad like? Where did you go to high school? What did you do in high school? Just give us two minutes of Kevin. Yeah, no, you know, first and foremost, I'm a. I'm a proud father and husband. Um, you know, I, I grew up in, in Oxnard, California. Uh, my dad worked for the city government. And my mom uh, was a secretary going to night school, um, ultimately became a, a professor herself. And, you know, I, I will tell you, I, I had relatives in San Diego as a kid would come down here a lot. And I said, this is a place that, that I want to live one day. Went to San Diego State and for the most part, you know, been here a lot along. And, and this great state has given so much to me and so many opportunities and, you know, the privilege to have served in San Diego, a couple terms on the city council and two terms as mayor. Um, it's an absolute privilege. And so what, what I am is somebody who, who actually can roll up their sleeves, get demonstrated results, can win tough elections in a place like California because I focus on common sense. 
And when we focus on common sense, uh, as the great Margaret Thatcher said, you can go out and win the argument publicly, then you can win the vote. That's what we need in California right now. Somebody who's going to stand up for Californians, win the argument on common sense, and then go win the vote at the legislature and do the right thing. So, you know, I, I think my background has provided me the opportunity to be poised and ready at this time, because when you get rid of a governor, you take over literally two weeks later. So I'm going to have a team of men and women that believe like I do, uh, getting ready for reform, getting ready to get to work. And as I said, most importantly, let's get results for our state. Sub question 1A, so it's not my last question. Uh, all three of my children that the Fetching Mrs. Hewitt and I raised in California, and they went to California public schools, have left the state. They have ra- they're raising their own families other places they have left. They're not going back. Do you expect your children to live in California? I sure want them to, and so does my wife, Catherine. Um, and, and part of, obviously, what we're doing is, is we have to make it more affordable. I mean, for the first time, uh, you know, we lost population in California. We lost a congressional seat last year. Again, people are voting with their feet. And, and we have a governor and an administration doesn't seem to think that that's a problem. And that's why I think they're so misguided and, and so wrong. And so we have to make California more affordable for our kids to be able to raise their family. Uh, and that's why I think so many, as I said, Californians know that they want to change. And, and by the way, we have to make it rational to, to retire in California uh, as well. All right. My very last question, Kevin Faulkner, goes back to the debate on August 4th at the Nixon Library. I need a promise from you. Will you be early? Because honestly, it's a hard start at 630. It's a hard out at eight. I want the candidates there at 530, maybe five. Will you promise not to give me a heartburn, heart attack and be early? Tell you the last thing you will need to worry about is me not being on time, my friend. I look forward to it. I will see you on August the 4th and talk to you as early and often again, America. That's Kevin Faulkner. He's on the ballot. I believe Gavin Newsom's in trouble, but the governor is welcome on this show anytime. Talk as long as any other of the candidates, and he is welcome at the Nixon Library on August 4th. We'll put him on from 5 to 6.30, the six candidates I've talked about. Whether or not Jenner comes, I don't know if Caitlyn Jenner's going to be there. Uh they want to come. I just don't know if they're going to get back from Australia in time. That will be from 6.30 to 8. Again, the, the host will be Christine Devine, Alex Michelson from Fox Channel 11, and Ambassador Robert O'Brien, co-chair of the Nixon Seminar. Thank you for listening. I'll talk to you soon on the next Hugh Hewitt Show. That concludes today's episode of The Interview with Hugh Hewitt. Thank you for listening. Make sure you come back and check out all the other podcasts on the Salem Podcast Network. And remember, to thank our sponsors, andrewandtodd.com. If you believe in long-form interviews like I do, then do your real estate transactions with Andrew Del Rey and Todd Avakian. I've known both men for a long time. andrewandtodd.com. Go there, answer a couple of questions. They'll tell you what's best to do with your house or call them at 888-888-1172. You'll be glad you did and you'll be glad that you listened to the next episode of The Interview.